What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of TED Talk Sports. In this episode, we will be discussing the blockbuster trade involving James Harden. So, this was a four-team trade involving the Brooklyn Nets, Houston Rockets, Indiana Pacers, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, the Nets received James Harden. The Rockets received Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, um, Rodion's Curix. I'm, I know I butchered that. <laughs> but And they also received uh, four first-round picks and four pick swaps. The Pacers received Karis LeVert, and the Cavs received Jarrett Allen and Carrion Prince. So um, let's start with the Rockets. Uh, I think this is a really, really good move for the Rockets. Um, I think it's good for them to finally move on and, and start rebuilding. Uh, look, they, they, they were really competitive for a while. Uh, you know, They had Chris Paul. They had James Harden. They had James Harden. They had Russell Westbrook. Um, they had a really good team for a while. I mean, look, this is a team that a few years ago took, the, took Kevin Durant's Warriors to seven games, almost beat them. Um, you know, so they had a lot of talent, but they just weren't able to really get it done. Um, and they, they just had, you know, a plethora of locker room issues, especially with Chris Paul and then and James Harden and Russell Westbrook and things. Just They just really weren't able to get along. And you're never going to be able to succeed as a team if you have locker room issues and especially if you're not winning. Right. You know, look, winning is the ultimate deodorant. Right. You, you put that on and it covers up all the locker room issues and stuff and this year they just were not able to win and last year with the second round exit they just they, they were struggling a bit right so they were in a position where they were kind of stuck in the middle and i think that's a really dangerous spot for franchises to be in i think you should either be rebuilding or you should be trying to contend i mean you're kind of in no man's land i think that's where it's really dangerous and and they had all these locker room issues and they had all this drama going on but now they're finally moved past that um, I think the Rockets receiving Victor Oladipo is really, really good because his contract's up at the end of this year, and that's going to give them a lot of financial flexibility. All right, um, the Pacers receive Karis LeVert. Uh, I think this is really good too. Um, I don't. This just shows me that they weren't going to re-sign Victor Oladipo. Either that or Victor Oladipo maybe didn't look as good. He, he was inconsistent, and they wanted um, someone else. But I'm pretty sure LeVert had, had a significant injury not too long ago. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to see what Victor Oladipo's production is going to look like this year. And this is a contract year for him. So he has to perform pretty well, uh, to get a sizable contract. Um, so the Cavaliers receiving Jarrett Allen, I think is really important because this to me says that they're not going to be resigning Andre Drummond or either that they're preparing for Andre Drummond to not resign with them. Um, so they have some sort of contingency plan, but having both of them on the roster and, um, going out of your way to sign him like that would make me. More so to believe the idea that they're not going to be keeping Andre Drummond. So Andre Drummond, that's a big free agent, right? I mean, I don't know who's going to be signing him, who needs a center, but you know he is a, definitely a top five, top ten center in the NBA. And look, it's going to be really interesting to see where he lands. But the, look, these are the little signs that that are kind of that the little telltale signs that we can kind of look for that help us predict the future coming NBA free agency and it helps us. Like, imagine the landscape moving forward of the NBA. So I always find these trades really fascinating because although, you know, nothing's like official yet and free agency is months and months in the future, um, you can just kind of tell um, with these sort of trades. So it's, it's kind of cool um, sort of dissecting these things and kind of seeing what these franchises are thinking because based off of this, you can tell a lot of what's going on. Okay, now um, now for the, <laughs> the part probably you guys are all waiting for, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Right, so the Brooklyn Nets receiving James Harden. I mean, this is huge. This is this is really big. Now, let me make this clear. 
the Nets are going to be good. Like, they're going to be scary good. This team is easily the favorites to win the, e the Eastern Conference. Um, and I think that they're probably, they could be, depending on how they mesh, the favorites to win the title. It wouldn't be that far-fetched to just throw them in as a title contender. Um, look, you have a roster with Harden, Irving, and Durant. I mean, not to mention they also have Joe Harris and DeAndre Jordan. I mean, this is a <laughs> this is a lethal starting five. Um, I think offensively, uh, this team really should be unparalleled. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant this year, which is also incredible that Kevin Durant's playing this year, uh, his comeback season after his ruptured Achilles, and he's averaging 30 points per game. Um, you, and you, know, you, you throw in James Harden in the mix, who's averaged nearly 30 points per game since like 2015. Um, you know, they both have, they're both former MVPs. You have Kyrie Irving when he's, when he's actually on the court, he's been fantastic, averaging 27 points per game, shooting 50% from the field, um, and shooting 42% from the three point line. So I think offensively, I think this should be on paper, the best team in the NBA. So it, this is going to be, like I said, a lethal lineup. It instantly puts them into, um, title contention, serious title contention, p potential favorites to win the title. Um, this is a... This is a blockbuster trade. You have three superstars, um, and I, I think the only way this doesn't work out well for the Nets is if there's some sort of internal issues, maybe some sort of injury issues, and that kind of leads me into this next segment on how does this not how does this not work, right? And I think the biggest issue, um, I mean, there's there's other issues as well, but the biggest issue for me that I could see about this is is the team chemistry. You know, um, I it just you have three players who have all had histories of being involved in toxic locker room environments, right? I mean, you had Kevin Durant who had disagreements with Draymond on the Warriors, um, which ed which eventually put an end to the dynasty, right? I mean, his, their situation was bad enough to where Kevin Durant didn't want to stick around with the Warriors, didn't want to um, try rehabbing and trying to make things work, right? And then now look at the Warriors now. I mean, it devastated them. And look, you have James Harden, uh, who couldn't work with Chris Paul, uh, couldn't work with Russell Westbrook on the Rockets or the Thunder. And also James Harden, I mean, look, he's, he's showing up this season. He's clearly out of shape. Um, he's been spending a lot of time at strip clubs. I think mentally, I don't know if his mind is necessarily on basketball. And that's really dangerous. You know, that, that is really dangerous, especially during COVID protocol. Um, if he's off doing these things and he's breaking those protocols, then it's going to make things really, it's going to make, it's going to put more pressure on um, his team and his teammates. And it's just going to be a really bad look. And then you also have Kyrie Irving, who one, couldn't get along with LeBron, uh, which ended up, which led to him eventually getting traded. Um, two, you know, you have Kyrie Irving, um, who's just been completely MIA as of late, um, saying, you know, he hasn't, he's not playing the rest of this week. There's, there's personal issues going on. And also, we can't forget that, you know, <laughs> Kyrie Irving, there's, issues, there's also issues with him in regards to COVID protocol, you know, so this could be a really good team. But I think what could hinder them the most is the locker room chemistry. You have three absolute wild cards. You have three superstars. Um, and you also have and you also have to, have to take, take into consideration other things, right? You have James Harden, who his, he's known to be a high volume shooter, right? I mean, how... How many times is he going to be able to shoot the ball now that he's with Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving? Um, so it's going to be – I, I could just see this not potentially going well because of that. And the, this is a really big concern because 
Like I mentioned earlier, the Nets gave up an immense amount of assets to acquire James Harden. So there isn't a contingency plan set for them if this doesn't pan out. So if this doesn't work, that there's it would be really difficult for the Nets to rebuild. I mean, I guess they could trade Harden or Durant or Kyrie Irving or something like that, but it would really be devastating. Um, I, I've heard some people try to compare this to, I think, the 2012 like Lakers when they had Dwight and Nash. And I just want to clarify that this, this situation is absolutely nothing like that, um, considering the fact that Dwight was coming back from like back surgery, um, Kobe ruptured his Achilles, and Steve Nash was like 40 years old. So I don't think that's a very comparable team to this team. But uh, yeah, I think the Nets, like I said, chemistry issue is going to be an issue. I think another issue could be depth, right? They lost a ton of depth. They don't have Chris LeVert. They don't have Jared Allen. And um, it, look, there's going to be a lot of pressure on their starting five to produce. Now, this, this concern in particular isn't that big because we saw teams like the Golden State Warriors when they had Kevin Durant, like, they had very little depth, like they had Zaza Pachulia, um, like Jordan Bell, and all these other random players, and so they didn't really have like the best depth. But since their starting five was so good and they were so efficient on offense, that it was able to mask all these problems. So I think it's probably going to be the case here. Um, and look, I think this team is going to be really, really interesting to watch. I'm curious to see when they all play together, all three of them play together, when they play together. No one knows when that's going to be, but I think yeah, they. they the Nets should be the biggest powerhouse in the East right now. I think that uh, it's definitely not. I don't. I don't see teams like the Heat or the Sixers or the Celtics really being able to compete with them. I just don't think they have enough firepower offensively to really make it close. Um, and look, players like Giannis, uh, who re-signed with their team for extended years, are going to be in a tough, tough spot. And I, I think that. And the Nets have. Harden and Irving and Durant on contract for the next like two to three years so this could this has the looks of a dynasty has the feels of a dynasty the only thing holding the Nets back is the Nets so it's only time's going to be able to tell and yeah I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch but that pretty much wraps it up for this segment of TED Talk Sports guys thank you so so much for listening I really appreciate it thanks guys bye What's going on, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports, and this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley.